I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. It's episode 118 of Please Advise. My guest today is Jamie Lee. You might know her from Girl Code. You might want to pick up her new book, Ridiculous, which is a good title. I really enjoy it. I'm guessing it's about how ridiculous weddings are. Uh, you would be correct. Did I, you just get married? I did. I got married in April, and the whole process was just so unnecessarily crazy. I can't tell you how much like I thought I wanted to get married my whole life. I think that I really just hate weddings. Like I think that I just don't I I, I like going to them for other people. I don't I don't want to have one myself. And I think it's because I find like the whole process to be very painstaking. That would be very painstaking for me to plan a party. It's also interesting that you say that because I I feel like when you go to other people's weddings, you are sort of um, satisfying that wedding tooth. Yeah. And when you plan a wedding, you're like, oh, I'm just throwing a thing that everyone goes to, including myself. Yeah. Like, it's mine, but it's still a thing we've all done before. 
Did you feel any need to be competitive with other people's weddings you've been to? No. Um, I don't think I felt competitive. I actually think I that was kind of my reason for writing the book was that like we shouldn't be competing because even when you're even when you're planning a wedding and you're putting all this pressure on yourself to like make it your own, make it special. Yeah. Like, you know, pepper it with all these tiny details that people are gonna walk away being like, what a cool detail. Yeah. It's still very much in line with wedding. It's still food flowers, booze, like even when yeah. you think you're you're going extreme and like making this big impression, you don't realize that like actually you're only slightly departing from the norm. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. And you know what I realized as well, like even just as you were talking, like a lot of my friends who were planning weddings over the last year were comparing their weddings to people of like, let's face it in LA, if you're getting married, you're either like, not in the place in your life where like you feel totally financially set, but you're with someone that you love or you're fucking financially set as hell. And you're like, finally, I'll do this marriage thing. Like I'll get around to this having a real relationship thing and try and get married. Right. And so a lot of the, you either go to the weddings of like starving artists who are like working it out and like still figuring stuff out or you're going to the wedding of a fucking millionaire. And like, how can you, they're apples and oranges. You can't compare them. Right. Also the wedding of the millionaire is always a funny thing because I feel like they, they, the more money someone has, the more they want their wedding to feel like, Oh, we're just in a field. Yes, absolutely. It's this weird. Like it, it's exactly the, it's like you would think they would go like more lavish. Yeah. But it always is the opposite direction. We're like, you, you shouldn't wear shoes. And you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, the millionaire shoeless wedding. Like, what's happening? Yes, that's absolutely true. Okay, wait. So I want to ask you, I'm not married. (laughs) I'm not thinking about getting married. I really honestly, one of my New Year's resolutions was in life to like get mine, like not even like in dating or anything else, but like in work, like I can't, if I do something for someone, I'm not going to walk away. Like I always do being like, Oh, it's okay. Like that they took advantage of me. Like they can have my ideas. That's fine. Okay. So last night I decided I was like between two Molly's. I was like, I'm either going to stay home and do a face mask and like watch 2020, or I'm going to go on a Tinder date. And I've had like a few matches that I've been like saving for a while. So I like activated this one match and I was like, let's go out tonight. Let's go to this bar nearby me and get drinks. So we get there and like I also am really big on like there's nothing that can ever come wrong from a Tinder date. Like either I have a great story that mm-hmm. comes out of it or I meet a cool guy. Right, right, right. Or like I meet a cool guy and I make out with him or we like date for a while. I've had all of those scenarios come from Tinder dates. So it's so fun to hear someone talk positively about Tinder. I fucking love it. Oh, I love that. Like, I feel um, like I hear all, all. I feel like people just always like shit on the experience of online dating. I'm like, it can't be that bad. No, it's also because those people are doing it wrong and they don't understand it. Like the, I think that you really if you walk into it expecting anything more than just like this is going to be a cool story and like. I have to trust in my faith that I swipe correctly in life. Like I swipe correctly and it's all in the eyes. Like I see these people. I'm like, no wonder you're not going on great Tinder dates. You matched with duds. They have sociopath eyes. Yeah. Like that guy like looks hot, but like every scenario he's in, he also looks like um, American psycho. So anyway, I go out with this guy last night. I didn't like check his bio again because I try to sometimes play a game with myself or like, I sometimes don't even know the guy's name going in anymore because I forget who I matched with uh-huh. and who I made the date with. So I get there. It turns out the guy is like 43. He 
drives for Postmates and like he has no long term plan. Oh, no. But like he's really cute. Okay. And then like halfway through our date, this guy walks up to us. He's like a cast member on The Deadliest Catch. He is like he is so defensive like he's hardened like he like this man has been at sea for years and you can just tell because like he doesn't he wants to talk to us and hang out with us but like he doesn't know how to talk without being oddly defensive and it's like this is like some weird like you literally are a fisherman reality star like that's the only combination of things that could happen to make a person like this so except for maybe like the military so um we then go to a second location. And I'm like, this date's kind of magical. We just met this weird guy from Deadliest Catch. Like, I'm never going to see this guy again. I already know that. So I'm like, I'm, let's let's go get crazy hamburgers. Like, I want to eat right now a ton. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to make out with him on the street. And then I'm going to go home in my car. So in an Uber. So I, I don't drink and drive ever. Uh, so I go, I'm outside the bar. And I'm making out with this guy about to get in my Uber. And all of a sudden I hear, hi, Molly. And I look up and it's a guy that a very long time ago I worked with him and we also kind of had a fling that was like a secret, Ooh, but okay. not a secret. Wait, sorry. He was driving the – where did he come from? Where did this he, person emerge street. from? Oh, he emerged in the street. Okay, yeah. okay. I so, thought you meant he was the Uber driver. No, 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 And no, I was no. like, wait, no. what? No. Okay. I'm probably not telling this story totally great because I'm No, no, like, no. You are. You are. I just missed that part. Okay. So – it's just a guy on the street and okay, I hear guy on the Molly, street. Yeah. look up. It's this guy that I worked with slash not so secretly dated. Okay. Um, and then I'm like, oh, hey. And like I, I first of all, I feel caught. Like I feel like <laughs> someone caught. I've been caught red handed. Like, first of all, who the fuck interrupts someone's makeout session? Right. The guy doesn't even stop to talk to me. Like, he, he's like, he's kind of like, oh, hey, good to see you. And then, like, he keeps, like, walking by. And I'm like, what? And I and I really honestly feel like I feel like it was kind of bullying. It feels a little bit like that. Thank you. Okay, yeah, it does. Like, because also this guy is the type of guy that would be like, well, I was just saying hi. Like, I don't like he's the kind of guy that, like, leads every conversation with what a nice guy he is and how he didn't do anything wrong. Never a good sign. And um, no, I know. And I've told him that before, too. I'm like, you understand, like, in this effort to, like, make everything clean with everyone, you look like a psycho, right? Like, yeah. it's OK to do fucked up shit sometimes as long as you own it. Um, totally yes like we all have been there and done embarrassing things right so so you're mid makeout and he says hi molly and then just essentially keeps walking and then yes and then i had then my uber gets there right and i see the guy i'm like oh that was like an old friend and i like my uber's there and i was like okay i gotta go like and i because at this point i'd had I guess I was just drinking beers but i was like a little but i was also a little bit stoned like i brought my weed pen Cause like, you know, what especially when I know this is going nowhere, <laughs> I'll just start smoking pot in the middle of my date. Like I'm a, I'm great at dating. Um so I'm a little stoned. I'm really fucking weirded out that this guy has done this to me. I get in the car and then all of a sudden I find myself texting the guy who said hello to me, saying to him, like, can you kill me? Like I'm so embarrassed. Why was I embarrassed? Yeah, you why shouldn't have been my, embarrassed. Why was that my reaction to be like, oh, I'm so humiliated that you, someone I dated like seven years ago, saw me making out on the street with someone? Like it was. What was his response? Did he get? Did he get back to he you? He was like, he, I was like, I was like, God, I said that was so sad and awkward, and he said something like, sad and awkward is my wheelhouse, so don't worry about it. 
I'm like a little weirded out. I mean, girl, like, thank I'm you. I'm really feeling this moment. And it's been hitting me in waves all day. Yeah, like, it's, it's the type of thing that would hit you in waves. Because it's not it's not significant enough to truly put a damper on your weekend. Right. But it is enough of a mind fuck to be like, I'm sorry, what was that? And then there's this additional element. Ooh, okay. Where I feel that this, this individual that said hello to me on the street last night has befriended one of my very, like, recent ex-boyfriends. And so I feel very insecure about that as I feel double caught. And I'm like, I again, I don't know why any of this should make me feel guilty about myself Not or anything that I did. Like, there is no guy that is like racking his brain trying to forgive, forgive himself for making out with a girl last night on the street. There is no man in this country that is doing that today. So why I'm doing it is very strange. But like, you agree that that's weird, right? Well, I I do think it's weird, especially because I my default is even if I see someone I like on the street, I still won't necessarily never say, say hello hi. to anyone. My biggest nightmare, I feel like well, I also am a little – I'm very delusional in that I feel I wear an invisibility cloak. Like, I don't think anyone can see me when I'm walking through the world. I, like – when I'm at the grocery store, I'm fucking invisible. Like, you can't see me. Like, I, I talk to myself at the grocery I store. I if that's an L.A. thing because I've also felt that a little bit since I've been out here where yeah. I'm kind of just always, like, basking in anonymity. Yeah. And then the second someone's like, oh, hey, Jamie, I'm like, ah. I feel like it's a shakedown. Like, whenever I yeah. see someone – my own best friend's mother waved to me from her car at the Americana the other day and I swear to God it might as well have been like the ghost of my grandmother like I was shook like I could not believe someone said hi to me it took me like a minute to gather it's myself. kind of like not the culture out here it's kind of like <laughs> you do your thing I'll do mine if we're gonna intersect that's like not okay with me absolutely can well, I speculate about something are you from here or no I'm not I've only lived here two years and I lived in New York before that and I grew up in Texas okay oh. so like, short bio I think it's also because you're a transplant and yeah. so like if you were back in your hometown you're kind of mentally prepared that like oh shit I might run into someone I know Right. Versus like here, it's like, A, it's such a big city, but also but I'm you're the not queen from of here. Glendale. So it doesn't make any sense. Like also, like in my own backyard, that was the other thing is I was like, don't you dare come to Glendale and say hi to me. Like, <laughs> this is where I live. Um, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> By the way, I'll give you I one of my matchbooks that says Queen of Glendale. Oh, please do. But um, okay, well, Jamie, we I have to make a quick uh plea before we get into this, but I'm glad you agree that that's weird. And I did I do. I definitely felt shook down by that. Um so I need to make a quick plea. You guys, I'm going to the Women's March next two weeks from now. So we have to record two weekends in a row. That's four shows. And we need extra, extra calls. So if you're listening to this right now on a Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday sort of thing, Friday, up until Saturday the what? 14th? If you're hearing this before Saturday the 14th, call and leave a question. I don't care what the question is. I don't care what it's about. I don't care if you're, I do care if you're making it up. Don't make it up because that discredits the whole show. But like, just ask a question because I need as many questions as possible for our next two guests. I think, guys, I have some, I've booked some like strange, some fun, strange guests for you guys in the next couple of weeks. So just call Leave leave as many voicemails as possible, 323-450-7408. More than ever, do we need your calls? I feel mm-hmm. like a PBS telethon. More than ever, we need your pledges. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you can record a voice note or email us a question at askpleaseadvise.com. 
Yeah, you guys, the voice, the voice notes sound really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jamie, do you want to... We have like a thing that we do, three reasons why you're qualified to give advice. Yes. Did you make a list? I did. Okay. In my phone. It. I'm staring at it right now. I kind of knew that's what you were doing. Ah! Okay. <laughs> Everyone... <laughs> every... <laughs> I was trying to be coy. Like, I know my reasons. No, every my, guest... Check the notes. ...prepares differently, and that's one of my favorite parts of the three things. So, yeah. Is seeing is, our process beforehand. The, because some people come so in funny. and are just so so fucking confident. They know they're, they'll, they'll make them up on the spot. They didn't even read the email about how to get to my house. They just showed up here and have three reasons. Some people are like, have been fretting over it in their car for days, like weeks. Like if I've asked you on a month in advance, those people come in like with a flop sweat. And I'm like, you guys, it's not that big of a deal. So. I, I'm somewhere in the middle. I feel like I did this like right before I got in the car. Okay, good. So yeah. Okay. So my three reasons. Um, First one is uh, I'm a professional comedian and author. Mm-hmm. That's a sincere one. Yep. Um, second one, I haven't had a manicure in two months. Very Damn, brave. Girl. Are you Very brave. really busy, right? It's been a little tough, yeah. Um, but I hope to get to the salon soon. Me too. Look at how grown out my gels are. They're like half of my nail is Ooh, not. But they're matte. Thank you. Those are I'm nice. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Yes, yes they, they are you. matte. They are yes, matte. They- <laughs> um, and the next one is I've never tried to be vegan. I've never oh, even dabbled. That's great. Yeah. I haven't even, like, not even a weekend. What about vegetarian? One time when I was 13 and all I did was eat mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Like, that's the big thing with vegetarianism is, like, you have cheese. And, like, if you have cheese, you have everything you need. I know. Like, I mean. It's like a cheat ingredient. It's right. so versatile you're that right. you're not really depriving yourself of anything. Oh, God, I love Can cheese. I ask you guys something? What's Bless. something that you're tired of seeing at weddings? Ooh, that's a good one. Mason jars. That's what mine was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mason ever, jars. No one wants to see a mason the jar. The one thing I will say is my friend did mason jars with a handle. So it was like a coffee mug. And I do use it a lot. And that was her her uh, her gift. That was their hostess gift. That was the gift to take home. And it had like our initials on it. And I I, I remember just being like, oh, I actually might use that. That's and good. One more thing. Performative performances meant to be viral videos. Oh, like dancing oh, I talk down about the, this uh, that in the book. shit. Fucking send shivers if you, down if my you spine. If you go into, uh, if you are in a wedding, and you're, or if you're in your friend's wedding, and your goal is to create something that might go viral for you, yeah, that is truly troubling to me. Like I, like you're basically using your friend's wedding to like have you like on the internet rapping like the Fresh Prince lyrics or whatever. That's all. It's, it's always fresh prints. Like the bride and like the bride and her dad like doing a choreographed dance. Like that makes me sick to my stomach because I'm like, you guys got together in your free time. You made your dad practice this. Like, I know. or your dad made you practice yeah. this. Like, whose moment is this? Like, the two of you seriously came up with this together. Like, there's obviously one of you who's far more passionate about this. Like, weird choreographed dance. I hate it. It's so much pressure. That's, I mean, but also that's why you can't invite someone like me to your wedding because, like, I'm just sitting there, like, staring straight ahead, thinking the entire time, being like, how do I react? How do I react? <laughs> oh, I had a moment like that where I was, like, cringing, and then I realized I was cringing and being recorded, and I was like, oh, I have to fix my face because, yeah. like, this is being recorded, and they're going to look at their photos and see me in the corner being like, oh. <laughs> like that grimace emoji. Um, my friend has this amazing website called Douche Chills, and they have a whole tab <laughs> devoted to just viral videos video attempts at weddings and I, I'm telling you like again like the amount of people who try, who take the 
theme song from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air no. and then replace the lyrics no. about their friend like my friend Katie is my best no. friend and she's real no. cool and we've known each other and we'll be friends till the end or whatever it is oh my god. and you're just like oh my god and the amount of them like I'm talking quantity of people who do this at weddings is it'll it'll you won't sleep for years after you watch it can I so just say like it. you probably agree with this too like in entertainment I'm done with white girls rapping as a bit for like as a bit about as a commentary on white girls rapping a as percent. a non-commentary yeah i just like guys you're just making everyone uncomfortable every time you get lazy in the writing process and just say we'll have the grandma rap like no 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 more uncomfortable rapping like it literally makes me douche chills is exactly a perfect word for what that is it's so rough. It's also lazy it's lazy Ugh. also when you said the grandma rapping i'm like old people doing things as yeah. a joke yeah it's like i can't i, I mean well i am like very soft spot for the elderly i don't feel like we like appreciate that generation the way that we did even when i was growing up like it was the greatest generation like we i had know such reverence for like oh my grandmother was in the depression so like i have to eat everything in the entire house like you just like grow up with a different mindset and I don't think that people have that now especially like I feel like there's been some sort of like with like the 28 year old millennials I feel like something even fell off there where it's like they are like oh like yeah like grandma's wearing like fucking like stunner shades and, and like a shirt that says it's lit and like we're just waving a blunt in the corner of the vine right now and it's like yeah. this is like your grandmother has done so much shit in her life she does not deserve this and like if the only time she can get with her grandkids is her putting on a ridiculous t-shirt and some neon sneakers like i'm gonna die right like i'm literally gonna die like, um, guys stop trying to make your grandma say on fleek just, <laughs> just, not, a that word isn't cool anymore and b it's just not cute it's like, it's a bad, it is, it's elder abuse. Well, okay, do you guys want to take our calls? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah let's, let's do, do it. it. Okay. Hey, Miles, I'm calling with a dilemma about one of my best friends. Um, to set this up, we are both 30. Um, she's single, I'm not. And I've been distancing myself from her lately because she is very selfish. And you, it doesn't affect me much except for the times when she creates like a whole plan for the day without asking me and just text me and says I'll be at your house in five minutes and I'm like no but anyway um so the problem is she did something really really horrible and I just I don't even want to talk to her anymore and I don't know if I'm just overreacting but um so basically there's this guy that she used to hook up with who now has a girlfriend and has had a girlfriend for about eight months or so and this past weekend was his birthday and the girlfriend very generously took out him and 12 of his friends and paid for their entire dinner, which is insane. And it included my best friend. And I, don't, I mean, I don't think the girl knows that they had hooked up in the past, but anyway, so she was texting me all night talking about moving in on this guy. And I was like, you're ridiculous. Like he has a girlfriend, find someone else back off. And then whatever, that's just her. She's just like very flirty. And I, I thought she was joking, but then the next day she told me she slept with him. I don't know where the girlfriend was, but she, so she let this girl pay for her dinner and then she fucked her boyfriend which is so selfish and two-faced and just so gross and like if that's what she's made of like i don't want her anywhere near me or my boyfriend and like it's just gross i don't want to be associated with it so like do your friends do horrible shit and you just ignore it or is it something that like it's oh it's not an overreaction for me to stop talking to her i told her like that was fucked up she's guilty too and she just she's like oh i'm not denying it i'm not gonna date him which is like why even bother but 
anyway, so I've been ignoring her texts and because I just don't want to talk to her. And I don't know if I'm overreacting or if you would do the same thing. Let me know. Thanks. Okay. First of all, were you like at all distracted by the fact that they went to dinner? Like I was like, what did they get? I want, I wanted, I wanted I'm to hungry. eat dinner so bad. As soon as she's, I was like, oh, that sounds good. Like a big dinner. Um, yo, that's like, look, a younger me would have made such a big deal out of this. Like I would have ripped her so many assholes. Like she would have no question about why she and I are never friends again. Like I would be so vocal about it because I can't, I I used to not be able to police myself in any capacity when I sensed injustice. Knew me would try very, very hard to just not text this bitch back ever again and like kind of let her figure it out herself like i'm not going to give you the present of confirming for you that we're not friends anymore because you did this fucked up thing like yeah there's oh. no there's no way that she can be friends with this girl right what do yeah you think? i mean i would agree with you i think that to me i mean the injustice is so clear and it's so it's just such a clear like you don't do that mm-hmm. to the point where it seems symptomatic of this girl lacking kind of a normal empathy or sympathy with others to the point where it's almost for me less about this particular incident and more about the fact that this something like this will clearly happen again i mean i i agree with you 100 i was gonna say that this does like um smack of like some sort of mood disorder like and i i was also thinking that schizophrenia but or not schizophrenia uh so uh she's a sociopath but like uh, to be honest i don't a sociopath probably wouldn't brag about this um to another friend i think that this girl like it's either like borderline or like histrionic personality like some sort of like severe like sexual validation needs but then also just like bulldozing people like that did weird me out at the top like I mean like I'm definitely the cruise director for my friends sometimes like I'll be like I figured out this plan like let's all go do this but I'm never like I'll be at your house in 20 like drop your plans like that is the that's the difference between a normal control taking enthusiastic person and a crazy person. Yeah, I that actually that was I th- I thought that was like the thing she was calling about was yeah. to talk about that and then on top of that odd annoying uh inconvenient behavior is this other thing that's very indicative of I I mean I want to say like low self-esteem but I'm like it sounds like it goes so far beyond no. that. There's a there's a real lack of um humanity well, i don't know if i'm right. being dramatic this girl is righteous no, yeah you're, it you're just not. you're totally valid yeah i was like oh that also why would you brag about i think that's the part it's, it's not like righteous. i did this fucked up thing i don't know i don't know what's going on with me i'd be like okay let's calm down yeah like i understand that you don't feel good about what you did but like you're not a bad person but then to do the thing a bad person would do and be like yeah i fucking did it that's crazy that's what's crazy exactly that's that's, that's the total line and like i think that like look there are are people I want to I hate to make blanket statement blanket statements and say like people who facilitate cheating are like awful um I I I mean in general I do believe that I do believe I also you know it's also definitely this guy's fault too if he was I mean that is just so scummy to do that to your girlfriend like the friend that she used to hook up with is also kind of a bastard but like I um I think it's um I think the way she did it was what was really ugly. And one thing that I was thinking about was that like 
if I was you and I was sitting at home getting these texts, part of me would be like, she's really drunk. Like, this is really fucked up, too. But, like, I also kept thinking that this is something that would probably, even if she, like, got sober or something, I think she would still be this person. Like, I think that alcohol, if anything, probably just, like, gives it – I'm assuming that they were all drinking very heavily at this birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming that like alcohol is only something that makes her feel more comfortable and being a sociopath as opposed to something that like aids her in making mistakes like and in poor judgment like any human. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think that in terms of cheating, I cheated on my um, college boyfriend um not full-blown but i don't know i think i mean i'm also in the camp of like if you kiss someone behind the guy's back it's cheating oh yeah totally i just anything that you would not he would not want to hear about is probably cheating um but i do think cheating is um a sign that something is wrong and i think you can be a good person and still cheat and i'm not i'm not endorsing cheating in any capacity but i am saying that I think stuff can happen, but this to me feels again. It it goes it goes beyond that for me because she did say she hits it on, on the nail on the head at the end of it, saying like she's not a twenty. We're not twenty one. We're thirty. Yeah, like this is a little too old to be keeping up with these antics. And it's also when it involves somebody else and them getting hurt. Like it's not just like you're in a weird thing and you're feeling confused and you have you know feelings for someone else and you should get out of the thing you're in it's 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 not one of those it feels like it just involves too many people getting hurt dude fucking nuts have you ever had a friend like that no right well again it's this shame thing like i when i did that to my boyfriend in college i was like i can't even like look at myself yeah and i never told now i'm talking about it because i am long out of college and i'm like i've dealt with it but at the time i was like (laughs) no one can ever know yeah no it's it's so so embarrassing Yeah. yeah it's so gross um okay well i think we agree that you're probably doing the right thing by cutting this person out of your life i think that if she demands an explanation i mean you didn't even really ask about that my big question would be how do I continue to avoid this girl when she is kind of webbed into my social scene I mean Um, also or is the approach like one of those conversations where you're like what's going on with you like turn it around on them to see what they say mm, I don't know I don't know I've never actually done that I just it always sounded nice like how like approach it as if like you're you're not putting it on you and yeah. your own disappointment, you're acting like you're coming from a place of concern. Yeah. I wonder if that might be an effective strategy to get her to talk about her behavior. Like, I don't know. I'm concerned I don't know. you're sexually acting out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Damn. That's like a good manipulation tactic. I need to like practice that more in my life. I've never done it, but if it works, it, if it works for uh, the caller, uh, please let us know. Please, but let, it us also know. Seems, please let us know if it's effective. It also seemed like she was totally over the friendship, even at the she top did. of the call. Well, that's she the was thing. kind of just like, I get these texts from her that she's coming in five minutes and I have to like, she plans my day for me. Yeah. And it sounds like this like was it, the final straw. Yeah. I, I think a very yeah. big final straw. All right. Well, I mean, let us you know. You can make new friends in your 30s. It's fine. Continue to update us because I do want to know how you guys, how you're able to navigate your social group knowing that, Wags, come on. My fucking chapstick cap fell on the floor. It's not like the end of the world. Um, <laughs> let, uh, He's yeah, but a chapstick. I know. But let us know for sure because I am interested to see how you're able to avoid this girl when she is so, like, woven into your social circle it sounds like that's um probably going to be difficult and i'm sure there's going to be updates on this like more things are going to happen so please 
as awful as they feel that these things are going to happen to you, please keep us updated when they do, because they will. All right, uh, let's take our next call. Hi, Miles. It's Ariel. I just left you a voicemail, but it was way too long. I'm going to make it faster. I'm 30 years old. I live in a sub, a little cute suburb outside of New York City. My husband works in the city, and I'm a new mom. I have a five-month-old little daughter, um, and yes, I'm like the youngest person around here who has a baby. Everybody's like 38. So anyway, so I have a friend here. She's another new mom. She has a daughter as well, 37. Um, and basically I'm calling because I'm trying to decide if I should pull like a fade away from our friendship because she copies and buys literally everything I have. So it started out like she, I would recommend some baby gear or like some kind of mom-related item to her, and she would get it. Like, not a big deal. That happens all the time. But it would be very specific. Like, I, she would get, like, the specific baby carrier I had. Or I'd have, like, a letter in my daughter's room, like, painted a color, and she, like, would bought the exact letter and painted the exact color. Like, this, like, scripted out thing on Etsy that I bought, and she bought something very similar. And, and now, oh, like, a, I had a, a necklace with my daughter's name on it, and and like in script and she got something also very similar. And my other friend says that this girl treats me like a walking Pinterest board. Um, but like so we have a Pendleton blanket thrown over our couch and I walk into her house and she now has a Pendleton blanket on her couch. Like she would have never, she never had that before we did. Do you know what I mean? It's just odd. Um, like the other day she texted me and was like, where'd you guys get your sofa? <laughs> it's just like, oh. I don't know. She's basically copying everything I do. But the icing on the cake was today I saw her, and one of the first things she said to me was like, oh, your earrings, where'd you get your earrings? Like, I think I was just looking at those on Catbird. And these are, like, very special earrings my husband got for me, and they are not cheap. And, like, it's not just a casual thing for her to buy these. Like, they're over $1,000. He got them for me for, like, our anniversary gifts, whatever, like, a while ago. And she's like, oh, can you believe it? We're going to have the same earrings. Like, no, do not buy these earrings. So basically, like, it's, it's important to have friends when you're a new mom. You need a support system and you need to, people who are going through similar things as you. But, like, this is kind of enough to freaking make me not want to talk to her. So, I don't know. Should I grow up and just accept the fact that this girl's, like, inspired by me? Not to toot my own horn, but I don't know. Or should I just pull a friend's date away because it's too freaking annoying to stand? Um, all right. Sorry, I'm rambling. And thank you so much in advance. Okay, bye. I mean, I don't think I've ever been more torn on a call in the history of Please Advise because one, you sound like a fucking baby and I feel like you need to worry about your child and realize that there's nothing original about Pendleton or Catbird jewelry or shit from Etsy carved into wood. Like, that is... I mean, come on. Like, everyone has that shit in their... I have a Pendleton bed on my blanket. I mean, a blanket on my bed. Did you copy me? Like, look, I will tell you this. I was thinking that, too. It's like, oh, it's like stuff that's popular on Pinterest. Maybe she doesn't know what Pinterest is. Yeah. Thinks you're cool and is trying to copy you. Listen, sweetheart, I'll tell you something. I have been a muse and a tastemaker for years, and it's exhausting. It can be exhausting to see something that you wore five (laughs) years ago on an average citizen. It can be hurtful. It can, you know, you feel like... 
I worked hard to curate that look. And now here I am watching some plebeian walk down the street in something I wore five years ago. And I know it's just a trickle down. But at the same time, you sound like a fucking baby. And there's so many bigger things in life. But at the same time, you sound like a fucking baby. Jamie, what do you think? I mean, oh, I have, well, I'll just start by saying that I had, I didn't have cap or jewelry um, that cost $1,000 for my husband, but I did have this leather jacket that I loved that my aunt and my grandmother, they actually like went in on it together to buy it for me. And I just like thought it was the coolest thing. And I was like, I, I just, it was like the one thing in my closet where I was like, that's yeah. kind of like my thing. Yeah. And I remember my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law both were like, we bought the jacket. And I was kind of like, oh, there was something about it like being clothing where I was kind of like annoyed. Yeah. And I felt, I felt, like kind of like we're talking about I felt ridiculous for even yeah being annoyed because yeah. why does it matter we don't even live in the same city but I did have a piece of like oh that was kind of my thing and you kind of just like took this little piece of my identity even though a jacket in no way is a piece of your identity it's Absolutely. truly not um but I I would I would agree with you I think that the types of things you're talking about are things that um, just like the nature of Pinterest is very like, oh, I want that. Yeah. Like that is kind of like you are you are describing yourself sort of as as kind of a person who has pinned all of these cool things from Pinterest um, into your home or onto your body uh, in the form of jewelry or clothes. So I kind of feel like you are a walking kind of inspiration and you're younger than her and she might not feel super plugged into coolness. Exactly. And she probably doesn't even realize she's doing it. And she probably also thinks that it's flattering. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that if it gets to a point where, you know, she starts to go into single white female territory, then you can start to worry. If it starts to feel like she's really trying to like assume your identity and then like fuck your husband. Um, exactly. I at that point you can go, oh, okay, this isn't just about a letter painted whatever color in the nursery. What would exactly. be the thing that would tip If she over? like, if to, she's I'm a little bit drunk out. and inappropriate, like if they have a dinner party yes. or something yes. and she gets a little bit, like if she makes a, one thing I would be very conscious of is if this woman is making undercutting comments to you in addition to the complimentary ones. So if like she gets drunk and kind of takes a shit on your life in any capacity, now you've confirmed it. This bitch wants your life and is jealous of you. And if she has blonde hair and you have brown hair and she right. suddenly goes brown and cuts it a certain length. Right. I mean, I, I'm kind of joking, but I'm also not. That yeah. would freak me the fuck out. Yeah. But that's also like... I don't know. I feel like I've I've been in situations where I've been accused of like copying other people. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I just went to the same store you did and picked up the same thing in a very common store. I know. I know like, what you mean. Like, I, I'm a big, I shot, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, ahead, I just ahead, mean like, ahead. I don't want, that doesn't mean I want your life. Like, right. I don't, no, totally. you know, like, it's just, it's weird. And I'm going to go ahead and guess that this letter that was painted a certain color, I'm going to guess it's like, a specific like shade of lavender we're talking about a little girl right or, or maybe a like pink. a green like it's gonna be like a very on-trend tone and color like this is not like also you... everyone has those in their nurseries exactly my nephews have those in their nurseries exactly um what i was just gonna say to to add to your point um is that i most of my shopping that i do i will see something on someone and go i love that and walk up to them and go where did you get that absolutely i'm a bit and i and um right now i'm in a writer's room and our writer's assistant i love 
everything she wears. Mm-hmm. So multiple times a week, I'm like, where's it from? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not trying to like become her. So there is a little bit of like, I think you have to take it with a grain of uh, flattery salt. Yeah, there was I was in a writer's room with six women and I would say by the end of it, most of us own the same like 30 pieces because yes. we would just be like, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Yeah. But I will also like say that I think that at certain points there could be a little bit of like tenseness around the fact that like you walk in and the same thing that someone was wearing last week and they're like, oh, you got that too. Like I felt the I've been on the receiving end of like, oh, you copied me. Yeah. And it's like, bitch, I don't want your life. I just like the jacket. Like that's, you know, like it's so true. It's really like it's it's so much less deep it's so and so much less deep. And like it is like also like it's a compliment. Like it really is. And also, I mean, I don't know. Again, like oh can I can I just make one comment that I was just thinking about again off of what you just said? Yeah. I think also And I don't want to project onto this person's life because obviously we have very little information. Are you going to say she sounds bored? A little. (laughs) And I and I and and I think because um, I do have friends who are new moms. Yeah. And um, like my one of my good friends, she lives in kind of like a gated community outside of Austin. And um, it sounds from the way she is described quite insular. Yes. And uh, everyone's kind of in this new mom. We're all friends. We're all hanging out while our husbands are gone kind mm-hmm. of community. And I do think that that sort of ends up becoming a bubble. Yes. Where all of these little um, like micro movements within this new mom community feel like the biggest things in the world. Absolutely. But actually they're very, very minuscule mm-hmm. and inconsequential. I mean, hearing how upset she got about yes. it w- was what was comical about it to me like I really thought that we were going to get to a point where she did like fuck her husband it's a little like big little lies it's like we're all kind of just trying to like fill some we're trying to fill a little time by harping on things that aren't that important well it's unconscious and I have to say like I don't want to lecture you I don't have a child I can't speak to the importance of that but like I also want to make that disclaimer I will say to you that that the, the things that you have to worry about in the world raising a daughter right now are so fucking far from a Pendleton, like a Pendleton blanket, like draped across a couch. Like we might not have Pendleton blankets next year. Like, so, like Etsy you might really, crash. Like you really need to kind of start thinking about the bigger picture and responsibility and excitement of raising a little girl, which I'm not saying you're not doing. But if you can muster up this much upset over what is literally probably the most insignificant thing you could be upset about in the world right now, I have to say, like, girl. <gasps> oh, I just had an idea for her. Take a road I trip. Think, uh, well, that also, <laughs> that's excellent advice. Also, maybe you are a tastemaker, and fuck it. Become a mommy blogger. Like, put it into a – start an Instagram where you start photographing all these things you're buying and, like, maybe be the person who inspires a lot of moms to, like, right. buy certain stuff. Because you sound like you're great at it. Catbird, I love their jewelry. Sounds like you have good taste. I mean, you're into the shit I'd be into as a new mom, so maybe make it your thing. But I feel like, uh, and and not to say that that's a, a not a great idea, because I do it think this, this woman idea. needs a this woman needs an outlet. I just feel like it's also starting a fire a little bit because <laughs> be, it's a it little bit be. like, like <laughs> where did you get the idea for the painted letter? I know you didn't invent wooden letters. Like you've seen this all before yes. yourself, Ariel. Like you've seen it all before yourself. So. I don't know. I think that while you've curated a cute little life for yourself, like you cannot act like shopping at the mall makes you a unique individual. Like you're literally talking about stuff from Etsy and like Pendleton and like just. And also give yourself more credit because your identity is in no way tethered to these possessions. Like you are 
way more complex than any of the shit you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, it must be nice. I mean, it sounds like they live a very cushy life. I know like, it sounds like a dream. It really does. I would like love. I'm like, for what is this to- neighborhood? It sounds very Scarsdale. Yeah. Like, I was very, <laughs> I was very like, on board. Yeah, I was trying to figure out where it was. My other piece of advice is just start buying terrible things and see if she copies you that way too. Oh yeah, that's not a bad idea. Oh, like a decoy. Yeah, like send her some, like start, send her a um, link for something ugly. Like start crimping your hair. Ooh, and like, yeah. What, what is what is another terrible thing she could start um, like some kind of like like chunky necklace. Yeah, like a like a Luann like Delisette. an anti cat bird, just like yes. chunks of like bedazzled, disgusting chunks. Chunks. Just just wear <laughs> so many so covered much. in chunks. <laughs> covered in chunks. Just dress like you would in 2003. Ooh, great Yes, year. exactly great right. for bad. Um, okay. Well, praying for you. Um, <laughs> excited to hear updates on this. Please let us know if she kills you um, or your family. And we'll talk to uh, you soon, Ariel. Okay, Christina has picked out a letter from our mailbag. Jamie's going to read it. Okay. Here goes. Hi, Malls slash Christina slash lovely guest. Love the podcast. Newish listener. Love emotionally broken psychos. Your take on LC versus Spencer season two of The Hills was an eye opener for me and changed like 10 years of my thinking. I'll make this short. Uh, I'll make this short and sweet since you hate reading aloud. I'm <laughs> hence why Jamie's doing it. I'm in a long distance marriage. Hmm. It is loving and stable as far as long-distance marriages go. No kids. We are about to reunite soon for a vacation. He gained some weight the last time we saw each other six months ago, and he might have gained some more. I know he is unhappy about his shape because he says that he is. Before he met me, he had a six-pack. He showed me proof in pictures. But when I met him and after, he's been dad bod at best, which is fine for me, but him talking about it bums me out. How can I motivate him to get back on the road to feeling good about himself? I'm not expecting Tom Hardy in Warrior. Just better health? Please advise. Kisses, Ivy. Ivy, what the fuck do you care? You never see this man. Like, six months. I mean, under what circumstances does this relationship arise? Like, uh, under, I can't, because it's not like a citizenship thing, because they would have to be living together if that was a citizenship thing. Right? Um, It's not, I mean... It doesn't sound like an international thing. Is it the army? It could be the army. That's not a that's not a terrible guess at all. I mean like that's But what is Okay, okay, yeah, maybe it's the army. But I feel like when it's the army, people say my husband's in the army. So we don't like, you know exactly. what I mean? I feel like long it's always like a talking point. So long distance feels ominous. But anyways. Yeah. No, you're right. They love to say in the army. They That's do. like the whole they get off. My on dog that. groomer let me know that her son's in the army and I've spoken to her twice in my life. Yeah. You love to let people know. Yeah. Um, Dr. Laura says that all the time. She's like, oh, yeah, I always tell people you got to keep like signals of your son being a veteran all around the house, like a flag on the on the front porch and like a sticker in the window. Like they love it. Um, I just told myself that he's like a businessman in Shanghai or something. Like okay. That. Okay. I did. I do know a woman whose like husband was working a majority of the year in like Dubai or something. But that ultimately and en- and like led to the end of their marriage, like because that wasn't something that was. 
and that wasn't something that was going on when they got married. So like this was a lifestyle that they kind of eased into. And then they, she was like, you know, as a person would be uncomfortable with their spouse being all the way across the world most of the year. So they wound up divorcing. Um, it doesn't sound like they have any intention to divorce. I mean, girl, I'm I would be less worried about a six pack and more worried about like what STDs he's going to give you when you guys see each other again, because like. How do you deal with this? Like, just like not having, what do you like have phone sex every day? Like what goes on? It How- kind of, yeah, it almost feels like she, like, like you're trying to find a thing that couples fight about or talk about because you. you're trying to, to kind of do an impression of a relationship or something. Yes, exactly. This is, sounds like such a low, like she's like, oh, I'm bummed out that he doesn't like his body. It's like. Oh, that should be like number 40 on a list of other things that need to be fixed. Yeah. Which is just being together. I mean, to answer your question, it sounds like since you guys never see each other, the stakes are pretty low and that he can be mad at you from wherever he is for as long as he wants to be. So it sounds like, I mean, did it, it not sound like she, she said he showed her a picture before they got married. Like before they got together, he showed her a picture of when he had six pack abs, but he did not have six pack abs when they started dating. And it annoys her to, like, see those things. Girl, like, you know, Ivy, like, God bless. I, like, almost can't even comment on this because yeah. I just, like, you're not – I mean, thank you for keeping it short and sweet. I appreciate that. But, like, guys, when I yell at you about over-including details, I'm saying that, like, maybe if you had disclosed that he was wearing a green flannel in the shirt where he – in the picture where he was, like, showing you his six-pack, that's the kind of detail where I'm, like, I didn't need to know he was wearing a green flannel. If you're oddly married to someone who lives across the country from you and you never see them and you've only like communicated through sounds like at at the very beginning of them dating like pictures and stuff like that. I don't know, man. Like I, I, I need more details on that. How am I supposed to help you? Just tell him he's fat. Tell him that he's fat and that he needs food. I mean, what do you care? You never see this man. It so- yeah, it sounds like he's wanting you to. S- it also sounds a little bit like he's wanting to say, like, look how gross I am now. So you'll be like, no, you look great. Okay. Did, I mis- did I misunderstand? No, that's that seems like. Oh, OK. Yeah. Or or hey, I used to look great. Like, look how great I used to look. Like yeah, I was supposed a, to be like an insult, like I'm not gonna get in shape for you. I don't know. I, I'm I'm I need more details. But the the strangest part is that this is something I would expect from like, you know, a fifty something person who's down on their luck. Like the first marriage was abusive and weird. Like the type of people you see on Ninety Day Fiance, where you're just like, oh, okay, no wonder you're marrying a person you've never met from a strange country. Like you're like, you just have given up on yourself. Um, but Ivy watched the Hills actively and I feel like it would be very strange if she was in her forties watching the Hills, which is the only scenario. (laughs) So I feel like she's like our age. Yeah. It it sounds like it. I don't know. Okay. Well, girl, I don't know, man. Look, I don't know. We need more details. Please call us back. I mean, oh, that's so weird. Christina, what do you think? Well, I mean, we've tackled calls like this before where like you get in a relationship and you know you get comfortable and you gain weight and how do you confront a partner and like say hey dan savage would tell you that like and this is like something very controversial that he says but like he feels that his a like a point of his relationship with terry something that's like very important to their marriage is that terry's fucking in shape and that he stays in shape and that kind of is like a big reason why they're together why it works so well why they're still hot for each other all these years later um and you can tell him like 
I want to, when I see you, my limited time with you, when I see you, I would like it if you were taking care of yourself. Like at least like in the weeks leading up to us getting together, like do a cleanse, like make sure you're drinking extra water. Like maybe like lay off like, you know, the cured meats and eat like a chicken breast. Like, right. Taking care of yourself is also, it's something that's accessible to everyone. Yeah. It's not a type of thing that you can't fix. So just fit, just, just take care of it. It's not fun for anybody, but also it's, it is there for you. You know what I just realized? I realized that we were thinking about this as people who are not like super fucking depressing. And so I, we have to think about this like a super fucking depressed person. Right. And I just realized this is what you need to do. You need to go to like the Blueprint Cleanse website. You need to order this man a four-day cleanse or something like that. And you need to include a sexy note in there about how you can't wait to see him for the yeah. vacation. And oh, you want to have fun. That is how a fucking depressed person would answer that question. And so I think that like, yeah, or a person who would settle. That's how a person who would settle would answer that question. <laughs> so I think you need to think of it that way because I think you obviously have settled. You've chosen a very strange life for yourself when it's weird to put the demands of an average relationship on it when it is anything but average. Um, call us back, please. All right. Is that it for our calls? No, we have one more call. Okay, Ooh. let's do one more. Hi, Molly. This is Ashley. I'm 26 in Illinois. And I was just watching your Snapchat and I was just wondering... Um, what do you use on your brows? Because they look amazing. I'm really into brows lately. So I'd love if you could answer that question. Also, I'm a follower from back in the YouTube days when you used to do the five faves of the week. Um, I think that was through Hello Giggles too. But um, I just think that you should bring that back as a segment on um, Please Advise. Uh, Just a thought. So, um, yeah, I love you, um, and I wish you best of luck on all of the amazing podcasts that you're doing right now that I love. So, have a great day. Bye. Jamie, I actually have a question for you. Mm. So, I used to do, like, vlogging back before people were like vlogging and like I used to do a lot of videos and stuff like that and I had a friend take me out to lunch like an older friend that I respect a lot and he was like you missed the boat on what YouTube is now and he is like it's he's right like before everyone started to figure out a way to monetize it and there was a very clear way to market yourself on YouTube and get your videos seen and like you know the definition of what can be viral was a was um a lot more uh, stringent back then. Like I feel like I, he was like, you should start your YouTube channel again. But at the same time, I'm 33 years old. Like I'll be 33 next week. Like, is there something inherently pathetic about a 33 year old restarting her YouTube career? (laughs) I I truly do not think so. You really don't? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. I think anything where it's like, you taking control of like what you want your career to be, whether it's like podcasts or like things that you can really like control and put out there for the public to enjoy. And you obviously have like a knack for it and you have a fan base. Absolutely not. Okay, thanks, Absolutely girl. Absolutely not. Especially like the genesis of your career. It's yes. like, at yeah, the core that's true. Of your career. It would be like a that's revisitation. How you yeah. It's true. But like, I, yeah, so I, I've been feeling weird about that. Thank you for saying that though. Every time someone mentions that they used to watch my YouTube videos, literally like eight, 
years ago or something like that. I'm very like appreciative of that and that you've been hanging in there for all those years. Um, I would never do it for like a living unless it became a living. But like I figure like, you know, I'm not comfortable unless I'm working. Like I I don't have like I have like no work life balance. Like I'm the same way. If I yeah, like it impedes relationships. So like I think it's very impressive that you can be married to someone. It's it's very hard. It's difficult to balance. Right. And so, you know, right now I'm doing three podcasts and writing two scripts and uh, I would like to add YouTube videos to that mix as well. But like, I, I just feel like it's another fun thing I can do. I mean, I have this house and I sit up here and just burn energy all day. So like, why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, I feel like you should definitely do it. Okay, wait. So what was her original question? Brows. Oh, my eyebrows. Well, I don't wear makeup m- most days when I'm on my Snapchat. But when I but I did dye my eyebrows Ooh. like three shades darker than my hair last month, which oh. I thought would be like just a shortcut so that like when I don't do my brows, which is most of the time, it's still like I have a defined eyebrow. They grow out really quickly, though. So you have to like You're so lucky. It's so crazy how fast eyebrows grow. Mine grow so slow. Are I've been trying real? to grow them out. They look crazy right now because I've been actively like not trying to tweeze them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just feel like they're never going to fill back in. And I'm really stressed out about it. They look great to me. What Thank I did you. was I when I moved, I this was also another thing, too, is that when I moved, I didn't know where my tweezers were for like three months and so I couldn't do anything with my eyebrows at home unless I like went to the salon Uh and I was so busy that I kind of just like went once in six weeks and in that time a lot of my eyebrows just like naturally grew out oh that's so awesome um and it was like a nice thing because I was able to like not beat myself up about it because I literally didn't know where my tweezers were and I wasn't (laughs) gonna like go buy like another like $20 pair of tweezers because I was feeling vain that day like I was just like I'll either go to the salon or one day I'll find the box that has my tweezers in it. Um, I use Glossier actually who sponsored us once. They sent me like a trial sample of their product, the brow pomade, and Ooh. it was really, really good. Is it supposed to regrow? Does it have like that in it or it's just a pomade? It's just like a pomade with a tint to it. Oh, nice. And so like it darkens and thickens it up. I also found now that like – Glossier is so huge and like that boy brow product has been like very very famous and by the way I found out Glossier's do you remember did you watch the hills not really okay well there was like this super intern in in the office in New York that was like Elsie's rival Uh this girl the super intern is the one who created Glossier which is this like huge company now so like I've heard of it I just yeah yeah, I don't know the I don't know the product there's another one I'm actually looking it up right now that I love that Benefit makes. I'm not, I don't use a lot of Benefit, but they make a brow gel that's not a gel like the clear kind where it looks like you have like LA looks yeah, in your yeah, brows. Yeah. I hate that. Um, it's like a, it's a tinted brow gel. So when you comb through it, it yeah. gives it just like a little bit of color. Yeah. And um, they, they come in, I think, two different shades. So you can get the lighter one or the darker one. And it's a great product. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not wearing it now, but I am a big fan of it. And because like we are in like, you know, brows are the most success they're like the most one of the most accessible parts of the beauty world right now everyone is worried about brows thinking about brows there's actually a lot of good products at the drugstore I was just at a Rite Aid in Palm Springs and I was like they had an entire brow section oh wow and I found like a pretty decent brow pomade it was like I think by that company like Elf or ELF or whatever it's called and it was really really good it was like 
a little bit darker than anything I would normally want, but like it was a very dramatic look over like the New Year's holiday and stuff like that. And that was I was really surprised because I tend to like shy away from drugstore beauty products in my older years and like stick to more natural stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, it was pretty good for a drugstore thing. Like you can find that shit out yeah. in the world now. I know um, browser. Everyone wants good brows. But seriously, like if you already highlight your hair or something or if you just like get your roots done or whatever, go to when you go to the salon, just say like, can you throw some dark like dye on my brows? Like go three shades darker than whatever my hair color is. And that's all I did. Um, Girl, thanks for calling. What do you guys think the next thing is going to be? Because for a while it was nails. Now it's brows. Like, what do you think the next beauty obsession is going to be? I've been big. I mean, I've been big on cheeks for a while. Like, I think that it's very, very important to, like, when I go out, I've noticed so many people just skip cheeks now. They, like, go with a really heavy eye or, like, a really, like, that Kylie lip. And it's, like, not contour-style cheeks, but I think that cheeks need to be more flushed in the near Mm. future. I think that, like, a healthier look is going to be coming into play in the near future, especially because I feel that, like – it's a biological thing. Like when you see someone with flushed cheeks and like I think our society is about to get really fucked up and scared and people start to revert to like primal instincts and flushed cheeks are a sign of health right. and nutrition. So yeah. Also, I yeah, I just bought a cream blush because I used to have like yeah. really terrible acne for a long time. So anything that was like cream based, like even foundations, everything broke me out. So I yeah. was always just like kind of using like powder or like bare minerals. But finally, my skin is cleared up. So I was like, okay, let's try this whole like cream, fa- cream, whatever world. Yeah. Phenomenon. And I love it because you it, do? it, yeah, I love it because it, um, it makes your skin dewy as opposed to like dry, like the look that powder gives. Yes. I'm a really big fan. Also, it blends in really well, almost to the point where you're not really wearing blush, but it is there. And it's so that look you're talking been my, about. That's been my downfall with cream blushes. Is that like, it's so stupid, but like the first place I touch it stays the darkest. <laughs> And, like, I always, like, wind up just, like, taking all my makeup off after using it because I'm, like, I look like I have, like, a pink fingerprint. Right, you look like, like a doll. And, like, how do I blend yeah. this out? Like, well, how yeah. do you blend it out? I just put it on, and I don't know if it's the kind that I bought. I actually don't – I would I would tell you the brand right now. I don't remember the brand. But, um, yeah, it's just it, – it whatever it is, it it blends in really easily. It That's like you know. It gets – um yeah, it, it thins out as you, like, massage it into your skin. Is it in a tube or is it, like, in it's a – on a, It's in a little stick. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. The one I have you is apply like, it with. It's almost like a big lipstick. Oh, that is fucking dope. Okay, I need to get that. Text it's, me about. I what am. That I'm going to send you what it is. It's so good, and you can mention it on the podcast. We'll tell I'm, you guys. I, I don't think it's a really popular brand. I didn't buy it at Sephora, but I did buy it at one of those kind of like expensive pharmacies. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Where yeah. they have like you can like get pills, but also like Frederick for Kai. Yeah, like, yeah, Wait, yeah. What's happening here? Yeah. yeah, one of those places. They have a lot of those in LA. I love that. I love those little. I can spend hours at a pharmacy just like, like Larchmont Beauty oh Ugh. Larchmont Beauty is, is it that's is not like, a pharmacy but that's the kind of vibe. that's like it's I I'm talking I can live at Larchmont Beauty I can camp out for probably three to four days in your standard CVS like I just oh, really yeah. like to just like read all I love to read the labels I love to just like take it in I like to think about how other people use these things at home not even in the beauty section I'm talking about like I'll go to the canned food aisle and just literally sit on the floor and read all the different cans for an hour that's like a very therapeutic calming thing for me oh i have a favorite section on the pharmacy there it's like holistic like ethnic holistic yeah 
pharmacy items. You don't like that? No, I do. Oh, I like yeah. to check it out. Like they ha- they'll have like some sort of Mexican cream that I've never seen Ooh. before, and I'm like, what does this do? Why Glendale? Is it- Why has- is it in Rite Aid? What's going? On? Glendale has all these like little like bodega y like stores that are like I'm like, how does this? How do they have so many butchers here that survive or whatever? But then like a lot money laundering friends. Don't say that. But then sometimes I go into these little markets and I'm like, you know, getting my carrots or whatever. And then I see they have like all these strange Persian and Armenian beauty products. And I feel like Persians and Armenians just so fucking get it. So like I always buy whatever like random. I don't even care if I can read the front of it. I just get it. There's also those beauty stores in Koreatown because like skincare is very, Loved very it when like, I was essential in, yeah. in parts of Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like always fascinating. Like I remember people getting charcoal charcoal things before charcoal was like a big thing. in the. Beauty. You remember that, girl. I was up on charcoal for years living in K-Town, girl. Okay, but there is a mall that's like at 7th and it's at – okay, so it's at 8th and – St. Andrew essentially behind the the gas station and there's a little mall right there and in that mall you just walk in there's no like real stores it's just like kind of like an open plaza Mm. and different vendors who have different stuff and the first one right when you walk in they have like everything they have like the best false eyelashes for like three dollars a box they have everything charcoal they've had charcoal shit for since I lived there um, and it's super, super cheap too, like wow. inexpensive hmm. and good stuff. So if you guys, yeah, go to, go to Asian places. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it for episode 118 of Please Advise. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Oh yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm excited to read your book. Where can people find it? Oh, um, you can get it now. It's Ridiculous, an unfiltered guide to being a bride and it's available at ridiculousbook.com and ridiculous is spelled W-E-D-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S. And then I'm on Twitter at the Jamie Lee and I'm doing a tour, a stand-up tour, um, <laughs> mm. to, you know, tie into the book. So, um, yeah, check out out the website and come see me live. And can I tell you, you did such a good job on My Favorite Murder and I was so excited that I already had you booked and oh. I was like, oh, I have like a I have like a true podcast head. Oh coming. my God, that's so cool. You yeah. did a great job. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, I was, I was like legitimately doing homework for that podcast. I have to be honest with you, I can't imagine anything more intimidating. I was I would so have been, nervous. Even though Karen and Georgia are so nice, I would be so nervous I was I was really nervous and they were like do you want to go first I was like absolutely not yeah yeah you really you really uh held your own oh thank you I'm glad that you did that thank you friend can I go on a tangent real quick I was looking at your Twitter feed right now and you have a tweet that's like Claire Frolani I miss you and I was going down a YouTube hole yesterday of like shitty rom-coms from the early 2000s most of which were starring Freddie Prince Jr. And there was one that she was in with him. Yes. What was um, that called? Boys and Girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So bad. Yeah, I, it was I, the era so where people bad. were having, chore- again, choreographed, choreographed dances, dances. Yes. Yep. in the middle of a movie where it did For not no make reason. sense. They don't make movies. I mean, this is, I'm going to sound like this is so embarrassing that I'm even saying this about like movies like She's All That, but they don't make films like that they anymore. Don't. They don't make movies like they used to. Like once every two years, we'll get like the duff or something. Yes. But like there's no great like teen movies coming out on the right anymore. Teen movie starring 33-year-olds. Yes. yes. We need more of them. Just like 
sexually confusing all of us. Um, I I mean, 10 things I hate about you. Like, where are they? Like, not even like a legally blonde. I know. Like, I, miss don't the, have these... I miss the high school that looked like a castle in Ireland. Oh, yeah. That completely. was my favorite. Completely. God, now high schools so and movies romantic. just look like high schools. Like, they got called out and now they just don't do it anymore. It's so true. It's so true. You're right. You're exactly right. Like, there's nothing more boring than the high school set in movies now. Yes. Wow. It's just it takes you back to your own high school. But I liked it when it was like, whoa, where did they go to high school? Buckingham Palace? Yeah. Sign me up. Where was what, what was your favorite movie from that era? Um, well, actually, mine was kind of a deep cut. It was the one with um Adrian Grenier and Melissa Joan Hart. Drive, oh, drive me, me crazy. crazy. Yeah. I loved, <laughs> loved that movie. Yeah. I love that movie too. I love I mean, it where neighbors Grenier. fall in love. Oh, so good. That happened in the Duff. They were neighbors. I, I I actually didn't see the deaf. I just oh, threw that out there. Oh, you don't, don't, you, you kind of ruined it for me. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Drive Me Sorry. Crazy is a deep cut if the main song was by Britney Spears. It was confusing because, yes, it was okay, a Britney Spears I actually song. know the backstory. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I please tell you? me. I want to know. So there, the, originally in that movie, her best friend's character, her best friend, Melissa Joan Hart's best friend's character was supposed to have a bigger role. And her, her role was that she... Um, said everything in headlines, like newspaper headlines. I and the bit was, um, I guess, Girl Gives Birth to Prom Date was the original name of the movie. And I remember this because I remember Melissa Joan Hart saying in a magazine, my new movie is called Girl Gives Birth to Prom Date because my best friend's character says everything in headlines. So Drive Me Crazy comes out. Obviously, it was retitled because they got the Britney Spears song. And also that joke was very abstract by the time the entire movie was put together. So that was the original title of that movie. What? Girl Gives Birth to Prom Date. And I and, and by the way, I only know that because I can't do math. Like that is like everything, everything. I remember a Seventeen magazine article from when I was 17 about a movie that they never even announced that they changed the title. <laughs> it's so sad that I know that. I can't. I can't believe that you had a story explaining why all that happened. That's incredible. I wish I knew more. I can't believe I was so loyal <laughs> to that movie and I didn't know that. How old are you? I'm 33. Oh my God, girl, yeah. me too next week. Friends. Were you a big 17-year-old magazine person? I was, but I don't remember any articles really. The only thing I remember vividly was thinking Ivanka Trump was really beautiful because she was on the cover. Same. And I was obsessed with her. Yeah, same. I was like, who is this girl? And also, yeah, I also like didn't really know who Donald Trump was. I just was like, no, he me was a neither. rich man. And I knew this- Ivana. Yes, exactly. But, and I was like, oh, it's Ivana's daughter. And I couldn't ma- wrap Wasn't my it head around. Did I yeah, no, you're it was. Right. Yeah, okay, okay. And I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that like they had basically the same name except for one letter. Like that right. seemed. I almost assumed that the entire article was a typo. <laughs> like the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh, they must have like mixed this up." Like I think yeah. there's a typo in here because who would do that? Who would name their daughter the exact same thing except for one letter? Yeah, I've, I've I grew up in New York, so I've been like aware of the Trump family my entire life, and it's been annoying. And now I'm super annoyed that I'm never gonna not hear about them ever again. Right? Yeah. Oh wait, one more thing, one more Seventeen magazine thing, because Max, our second guest, is running a little late. I think I also told him he couldn't come in until two o'clock. Um, do you remember the article in Seventeen magazine? It almost read like a parody. 
And it was about a girl who had like a legit real addiction to chapstick and she failed <gasps> one of her college finals no. because she could like she was trying to get like she had to stop at a CVS and like get that sweet hit of a cherry chapstick oh and she forgot God. it on the way to her final. And she's like, there's no way I can take my final without my chapstick. And I read it and I was like, I remember like flipping over the magazine like looking everywhere for like some sort of sign that this was a parody and like I it wasn't a parody like and now like that is totally an article that would exist on any magazine or BuzzFeed and you'd read it and you'd be like oh I genuinely believe this person has an addiction to chapstick people can be addicted to anything she would be on my strange addiction yeah or even like like, you know she'd be the brave face of people with that have been like tormented by chapstick their entire life. Like she'd be this brave face, like the way that the first empath or whatever stepped forward or the highly sensitive person stepped forward. Like it would be a label that we could all own. Like, Oh, I'm a sex addict. I'm a chapstick addict. Yeah. I'm a, you know, whatever addict screen addict. So, um, yeah, it was really wow. weird. If anyone else, anyone else remembers that, that for me is like my Mandela effect moment where I'm just like, please tell me someone out there remembers this fucking chapstick article from 17 that treated it like literally like she was smoking black tar heroin outside of her college final. It was wild. Oh, I can't. I, I feel like I read that magazine so closely. I must have missed it because I feel like that would have stuck with me for sure. Special snowflakes before there was such a thing as special mm. snowflakes. Um, all right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, Jamie. You are awesome. I loved. I think this is, we've never met before. I know. Right? This, I'm so glad. This that is so was fun. so comfortable, too. That's the oh, best. This Sometimes was great. there's like a little moment of like, oh, OK, we'll get through but there, this. We, we did. We did. We did it. We yeah, did we great. did it. We, we did, did it. great. And Wags only growled, growled a minimum amount. And now he's licking the microphone. Now, you're just really a cute boy. Boy, you're he a cute so boy. Cute. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.